I have tapes and they are hot, all quite ting ting, it's the start of the pod. My team's good and yours is not quite down ting ting, it's the start of Hello! Coming to you in a pre-recorded fashion from the League Podcast Studio in Columbus, Ohio, I am Diesel and this is Don't Fear the Keeper. Joining me today, all the way from the the top of a mountain, actually, or actually, no, the base of a mountain where all of those uh, pioneers quit, Uh, Brian is here with me. Brian, welcome to the pod. It's good to be here, John. Um, Now, some of you might have noticed, Brian, not Chuck. Um, and I feel like I wouldn't have to explain this, but Garrison laid bare the fact that some people don't listen to the things that we say on here. So Chuck is out. Chuck has an exam Monday, so Chuck is not uh, available here. So Brian is going to be filling in in his stead. And um, the reason why we're doing Brian specifically here, besides the fact that he volunteered, is that, ladies and gentlemen, it's rivalry week. And Brian, are you familiar with whose rival you are? Oh, I'm very familiar. <laughs> Intimately familiar is Brian with his rival. <laughs> I know my rival inside and out. <laughs> um, yeah, so Brian is obviously Charlie's rival, so we felt like, you know, if we were going to have someone fill in during rivalry week, why not have Brian? It's kind of the perfect situation. So, Brian, glad you're, uh, glad we could have you here. Yeah. Um, I already said I'm glad to be here, but I'll say it again. You can um, say it, just, yeah. Yeah, I'll say it twice. I'm not going to get tired of listening to you say it, so I you can continue ad nauseum. But, uh, yeah. John, so, look at how... Wait, wait, wait. What? This is great podcasting, but look at how much smaller my uh, sound bars are than yours. So I think that we need to turn your volume down and mine up. Uh, again... I would wager that that's because your mic is shitty and mine isn't. But, you know, we can, we can, you know, Brian, you know, we're going to sound check on air. How about that? We're going to, here, I'm going to start turning this down. Does this sound better? Uh, Or does this sound better? They sounded the same. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of what I figured. I just turned those to opposite ends of the gain dial. Those are that was the absolute maximum and absolute minimum. So, really, nothing to be done here. There's also a chance that just because I yell when I do this, I I I kind of scream. So we'll figure this out in post. Hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, when you're listening to this, it will be nonsense because Brian and I sound fine, but can't really do much at the moment. Um, okay. Well, anyway, uh, so Brian, uh. What we're going to do here, uh, well, Brian's aware of this. For those of you at home, uh, we're going to do here, we're just going to do a little uh, little recap. We're going to get to some segments uh, that were, one of which was Brian's idea, and then we're going to look ahead. But um, yeah, Brian, to start off with, we're going to take a look at uh, last week. So just to briefly run through the scores, not that anyone wasn't paying attention. Uh, Colin beats Chuck 124 to 88. Uh, you take down Gary, 172 to 120. Zach takes down Mike, 136 to 62. Uh, Alex, in what turned out to be a nail-biter, takes down Paul, 154 to 147. And I lose to Ben, 118 to 90. Uh, 
Brian, do you have any regrets about your decision to just not get the scoring record? Oh, no, not really. Um, those kinds of things don't really matter to us. We're, we're really just focused on, on next week now. That also sounds a lot better, by the way, uh, noise-wise. So good job. Um, none of you can see this, but Brian is now holding the little uh, microphone up to his mouth. So uh, it, that's why that change in sound and audio happened. Uh, yeah, so you don't score, you, you do not put in, uh, the absolute freight train that was Cordero Patterson this week. Um, also, I think one thing that I just wanted to note that I noticed while I was looking through these, it's absolutely hilarious that all of Cordero Patterson's touchdowns were receiving touchdowns. Like, I don't know why, but I find that to be funnier than. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> Again, a- great audio, but Brian was just attempting to fumble with drinking a beer while also holding up his microphone, and it um, was a struggle, I think, to put it mildly. But yeah, go ahead. Respond to Cordero Patterson's explosion. Well, he's a uh, he's a kick returner, so it wouldn't make, make sense to hand him the ball. He has to catch it. He does have to. He also wears the number 84, I think? 83, 84? I don't know. But um, um, it is a... Uh, it does make sense. It is interesting that uh, he's running the same direction as the ball is going instead of uh, changing around. I wonder if that was an adjustment for him. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he has to get uh, used to the vantage point. Uh, Cordero Patterson, by the way, I'm kind of curious now. First of all, number 84. Second of all, is now running back two. <laughs> yeah. Fucking absurd. Okay, but yeah, you... Uh, managed to still win despite what you know we can only describe as a botched lineup um i am i think that i should change my name to injured reserve at this point because there's not that many injuries through my starting lineup but there's things are things are bad (laughs) honestly it's a good thing that you and chart that well it's not a good thing because uh, but anyway it's the silver lining of Charlie only being on here every other week is that both of you guys are bad and it would just be a lot of complaining and negativity. Um, okay. We're and... bad, but we're, I'm two and two. I'm, I'm alive. I'm very much alive. Chuck, John, I was two heading. and two at one point last year too. That's fair, but I have guys coming back at some point here. Uh, McCaffrey. I thought the same thing week. about Michael Thomas. Okay, well, Michael Thomas was injured both uh, physically and uh, reputationally. (laughs) Just everyone hates him in New Orleans now. Um, Let's see, what else? Uh, Chuck showing absolutely no life. Colin getting his first win of the season. Yeah. Uh, um, Monumentous. Looking monumentous. Yeah. Um, Looking at Colin's team, I actually still think that he's like not out of it for sh- well i mean obviously he's not out of it but like um he's on the up swing and some of these fraud teams like yours are on a major downswing so um i think John- colin's got a lot to look forward to i may be on a downswing but i don't think that i'm quite a fraud yet what did all right yeah, well you're I- a little biased i not a touch um we have two near misses. Actually, as Zach brought up, uh, Brian, you slot in at like, what was it, like 17th overall points wise? 
uh, whatever Zach said. Uh, Something like that. Breaking into the top 25 all time. Mike breaking into the bottom 25 all time, which if we're all being completely honest, is what we all care about a little more. When one person sets the scoring record, it's really good for that person and no one else cares. When a person sets the low scoring record, the other nine members of this league win. Uh, and Mike nearly did it for us um, with really just a bizarrely bad performance. Of, uh, honest, Darrell Henderson saving Mike's ass with like 15 points was all he scored, I think. Uh, an absolute uh, clutch performance from the Rams running back. Yeah, John, uh, how do you feel about that statement on Dalvin Cook? What statement on Dalvin Cook? Oh, that I should have kept him. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not exactly against it at this point. Um, I mean, I don't know where Mike goes from here. He does have quite a few injuries in the form. He has a couple injuries in terms of uh, Cook, Henderson, Josh Jacobs is banged up now. George Kittle has just sucked, which has been weird. But I, I mean, you can't. He, it's impossible to do anything about it. The 49ers are kind of becoming the new Patriots in that they're a good team, but you really, really can't just you can't trust anybody on there from a fantasy standpoint, mm-hmm. um, except maybe the tight end. Although Debo Samuel has been pretty consistently great, so I don't know. He has but, been uh, fantastic. That yes, offense, and Mike has two 49ers, too. Yeah, that offense is very plug-and-play, and like it's going to be good no matter what. And it seems more of a a synergy offense, if you will. Right, sure. Greater than the sum of its parts type of situation. I actually have in my notes work in the t- word synergy in the podcast, well, so well, mission accomplished for that. You checked that box. Um, but like when you look down Mike's lineup, you got like he, he has like... He should have started Dak, but like that gets him seven points. Like there's there's not a lot there, so I don't know. Uh, bad times in the Ong residence at the moment. Um, and then just one last thing about this week: Paul very nearly getting himself a like late Monday night win with thirty points out of Austin Eckler. And really, what actually came back to bite him was that Dan Carlson did nothing because the Raiders did almost nothing in this game. Uh, if Carlson scores seven points, I believe it's seven. Yeah, if Carlson scores seven points total, Paul wins this game. He scored one. So I don't know. I, I think – I feel like if you're Paul, you can't walk away from that one happy, but, you know, you're right in there. Yeah, it always – when you're like the one of the higher scoring uh, people, always hurts to uh, get the loss even when you're like the third – Highest scoring team. Yes. Paul is at two and two, uh, second in points for at the moment, as Zach pointed out. Obviously, too early to say anything for sure, but yeah, not fun. Uh, all right. Well, that's enough of last week. Um, I, although I will say, Brian, I, I do have to give you a little bit of credit. You have now flipped the script slightly in that now the entirety of the East is not above the West in terms of point four, points for. So great job on that. Um, we needed it. I'm third in points for now. You are. Yes. Yes, Or no, I'm second. 
No, no third. third. Paul's still ahead of me. It's Zach, Zach Paul and, and you. Yeah. Uh, you are narrowly ahead of Alex. Um, so is no one... <laughs> Charlie is still ahead of you. Who, or no, Colin, who is second in points for in the in the West. Uh, yes, that is, that is correct. Uh, I've been dead on the table for two weeks now, uh, which is really, really hurt. <laughs> but Dang, uh, I might get my first ever buy if I can pull out the shitty division. It's like in the being the Cowboys in the NFC East. Well, to be fair, the Cowboys didn't win that division last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, moving on. Uh, so to get into our segments here, uh, our first segment was a Brian suggestion uh, that I decided to name Chuck of the Irish. Really has nothing to do with the actual content. Of it, I, I I was trying to come up with something that actually had to do with like Charlie and stupid, but I couldn't actually come up with anything, Brian. I I, I don't know if you had any thoughts. No, I can't come up with a podcast name or segment name on the fly like that. Well, it it would have been nice if someone had like sent you like a, a Google Doc with all of this information in it like three ish hours ago. I I was in the middle of a lesson on climate change three hours ago so oh, not uh, like that matters it's going away right we, we can't do anything it's the corporations all right well the point of this segment uh that brian came up with was we're gonna do a um a mount rushmore of stupid things that charlie has done uh, i mean done is sort of a broad thing done said um I think dumb opinions that he has are on the table. Like we could do, we could do a lot of things here. I think that, and I don't even think it has to be stupid. I think it just has to be like Charlie. Like let's just do a Mount Rushmore of Charlie that kind of sheds him in a negative light. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That really rolls off the tongue. That's good. Yeah. So this will be a Mount Rushmore of Charlie, but only things that shed him in a negative light. And then a um, negative light on him. Real quick before we get started, how much time does Charlie save himself by skipping out on this every week? Like an hour? Hour? Does he I not have an extra hour? That. I asked him that last weekend, actually, when I saw him. I was like, I don't understand. Like, the hour that you saved is that really the make or break? Because it's not like like obviously like there's a little bit of prep time that goes into it. Last week we did none. We were very upfront about that. Um. There is, uh, like, you know, like the five minutes of talking pre and post. But apart from that, it's, yeah, it's like an hour and a half of talking. If Charlie really needed to, we could just really cut the thing down to, like, a half hour if we really wanted to. Like, he watched watched Squid Game in, like, three days. Like, (laughs) he has time. It's it's more of a, he just, uh, he, he has an inability to commit to a time slot right now because he feels busy. My uh, fear, and I've, I've expressed this to Charlie, is that this is Charlie attempting to like do like a slow exit from, like he's trying to wean us off of his presence, and an attempt to like get out of podcast duty. And um, if I'm being honest with you all, I will not let him do it. 
I, I will threaten to end the pod before I allow Charlie to just leave me holding the bad with this thing that was his idea. We all, I mean, knowing Charlie, that that very well could be his plan is just to slowly give it to you and then just, yeah, it's your responsibility. I mean, it already is your responsibility, but uh, yeah, he's definitely being maniacal about it <laughs> or methodical maniacal what's the right word i think methodical is uh maniacal is like evil i don't think this is evil i think this is more of a uh this is methodical this is a slow burn exit that he's trying to do from this podcast although when i finish my like honorable mentions maniacal might be the better word describing charlie yes and i actually have uh in this i have feelings about charlie uh in this podcast so this uh, this is actually a good segue all right, Brian, this is your idea, so I'm going to allow you to first. There's only two of us, but we'll still sneak it, I guess. We might as well. Uh, so what, what's your first pick? Um. Oh, crap. Where did my list go? Um, it's really hard to pick a first-round pick. Um, and like so the, the, obvious, the obvious hot topic is one that you were there for. So I'll let you pick that one and then do the companion story. Um, companion story. How about the time that he, sophomore year of college, um, he ran down the hallway drunk um, to go to bed, completely <laughs> missed his bedroom, put a dent in the drywall, then puked all over my room. The morning after, we... Um, we like we're trying to figure out where this puke came from. He then blamed it on Eli, who <laughs> did not take it well. No, well, and, and a then, homeless man too, wasn't and it? And then he said the, that it was more likely a homeless person <laughs> broke in, even though this whole time he knew it was him, mm-hmm. uh, because he woke up covered in vomit. So. Right he led us on this wild goose chase trying to figure out who threw up in my room just to get you guys also to help him clean it up because if it had i cleaned up he didn't help at all i cleaned up the whole thing and then he admitted later that night well then that's the thing that yeah he essentially he didn't want to clean it up so he lied about it if if he if he had been honest then it obviously would have been his responsibility but if it was just a faceless homeless man who had wandered into your house had put in a wall and vomited over everything then that's no one's fault I think I mentioned something to the, about that to my mom too. And she's like all concerned, like, <laughs> uh, like, like, cause this was my first time living off campus in an apartment. She's like, where did, and it was like early in living in the apartment. Like, yeah, where like, did you move to? <laughs> to be fair, it is not a great part of town, but I mean, even with that, that's an absolutely wild thing to suggest. That's a good pick. I actually forgot about that one. Uh, that was not on my list. I, admittedly, because I didn't, I didn't live in that house, I guess, but I did forget about that story. I also, in keeping, in keeping track of this, I just wrote that one down as homeless man lie. I think that we should be able to get back to the source of what that story actually is from that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So two picks. For my first pick, um, there's... There's really no other pick outside of uh, getting hit by a car and not getting the guy's insurance information because Charlie instead wanted a ride home. Like, um, that is... Charlie spun it as like, oh yeah, my mom would be so pissed if I didn't get that. 
It was like, no, you're a fucking idiot for not getting that. He could have woken up the next morning and realized he, like, broke his hip and then just been fucked because he didn't get that guy's insurance information. I did not even have that on my list, but it is a great pick. Um, forgot about that. I mean, the thing with Charlie is he does so many things. It's hard to keep track of all of them. It's, I mean, and we did, we covered this. I won't rehash the whole thing because we covered this in the uh, the Asheville episode. Um, but, I mean, I, I cannot believe that, like, in that moment, he gets hit by a car. That The car couldn't have been moving too fast, but still. He gets hit by a car, and his first thought is like, oh, sick, a ride home. <laughs> you know where to go. Uh, okay. Um, and then for my, my second round pick, I am going to go with, um, attempting to run through a door and uh, (laughs) allegedly being convinced that he could do it. I, in Charlie's defense, I think he could do it. I think that all of us could probably do it. Maybe not you, but, um, fuck you. (laughs) Um, it, it it was a very flimsy door. I remember the door, but like it was for some reason all of you get into this idea that it was literally just this piece of like plywood that was just like stapled to Colin's door. It had bracing on the back of it. Like it was, it was physically there were two by fours on the back of it that were there to prevent it from breaking. Yeah. Well <laughs> I mean if you hit it in the right spot. I, I, I If Charlie had maybe dove head through in between a couple pieces of the supporting wood, uh, maybe he gets through. He really... Also, I think that a, another a sleeper for reasons why Charlie is dumb is that he didn't collect, I believe, on Eli's promise of just infinite sums of money to do this. I, I, I forget what the number eventually got up to. It was there. There was some uh, really large number that Eli was willing to pay out in order to get uh, Charlie to run through this door, and I do not believe any money was paid to Charlie. So he ran through the door for free, and there is just a video of him being defeated by a door. Yeah, I actually I think I sent the video to the group, but uh, um, I was watching the video the other day, and I think I watched it about eighteen times in a row. It's really shot very perfectly that you can, it starts, Zach starts it early enough, I think it was Zach, that uh, you can, you can hear that everyone has been chanting glitter and gold for presumably like minutes at this point to get Charlie pumped up to do this thing. And that really adds to the ambiance, I think, of, of what was going on in that room that night. And honestly, I watch it for Zach's laugh now. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just like so. Over the weekend, the uh, the the Charlie Colin uh, suplex was brought up, um, or body slam, I guess maybe is the correct term, uh, was brought up, and I was I was showing it to to Hannah and Corey, who had never seen it before, and I sure. kind of forgot the guttural cry that Chuck utters as he low as he slams Colin and himself to the ground. There is there is a truly like deranged just ah! <laughs> like sound 
that he makes that it that really won me over. And I think I agree with you. Zach's laugh is very similar in that. It's it's not the point of the video, but it's very entertaining. John, I am going to have to let you go solo for twenty seconds. Can you do this? I, yes, I can. But it is your pick, so bad fucking timing. All right, just entertain the crowd. So I think that my least favorite thing about Brian is probably the smirk that he gets when he does stuff like this. All right, just kidding. It was only five seconds. It was very quick. Uh, okay, what well, Brian, give me your second round pick. Well, I really want to um, pick the poop on the golf course story, but I just want you to pick that because I wasn't there for it. And That's you can... true. I honestly didn't write that down, but... I will pick that third. I will pick that third. Okay, uh, thank you, John. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, so some of these are stepping on the other pod that we did of memories, but I think it's got to be the Olympics opening ceremony. Yes. Um, and again, actually, I was I saw Hannah and Corey, and we were discussing that like loosely. And I like I yelled at Hannah and Corey briefly because I was like, I don't know how you guys didn't notice a man fall asleep in a chair and proceed to vomit all over himself and the chair. How did you miss that? The my favorite part about this story is just that Charlie completely misread the vibe <laughs> of the party, went in there with the goal of getting hammered. When it was like, you know, Hannah, Corey, Meg, Kat, like, not, like, huge drinkers. Very um, low-key event. I don't think yeah. anyone else was even really drunk, let alone... And Charlie was, Charlie was just slamming shots. He was drinking, uh, wasn't it, like, tequila waters or something along those lines? Yeah, thanks to Kat, but yeah. <laughs> yes, well, obviously, but, uh, yes. And it was, it turned out also, with the benefit of hindsight, that it was more tequila than water in any of those drinks. Um... Yes, that was incredible. Uh, he also, um, my lasting memory from that was that, because Charlie gets absolutely just shit-faced within the first hour, and then sits down in the chair, and he starts nodding off. And in the other corner of the room, Paul and I made a like $5 bet on if he was going to fall asleep or not, just sitting up straight in the chair. And I believe what wound up happening was that Paul won it, because we determined that he did for a split second before vomiting all over himself, fall asleep. So. I just happened to be looking at him at the correct moment. <laughs> I was right there. I jumped out of my chair, made sure he, like, there. I think some got onto the seat that he was sitting in. Oh, yeah. But, like, no. for the it, most part, like, it was on the hardwood, and then he was quickly ushered out the door, to right. which he immediately ran home. No one noticed this. I cannot stress this enough. So I, like, a year later, I think, I was in that house, and I... Like, we were discussing that story, and I said, like, something like, oh, yeah, and then he puked all over the chair. And Annie Carter is sitting in the, the same chair, and she, like, looks down, and she's like, oh, my God, yeah, like, I didn't notice. It's, like, bleached here, like, from where you guys sprayed it. I was like, I didn't even notice that he puked on the chair. And I was like, what? How how did no one know? How is this just us? That were, we were the only person? Like, were you guys upstairs? I don't get it. And also, Brian, uh, you can't just gloss over he ran home. I sent him outside with you, and then you proceeded to come back in, leaving him out on the porch. And then I turned around, I was like, 
Ryan, is Charlie outside? And you were like, yeah, no, I left him out there. And then we walk out and he's just gone. He was fine. <laughs> he sprints it home. And then if you'll recall, this one's a little bit... Uh, actually, I don't think we went over this during the uh, the episode. And if we did, then oh well. You went out and looked around their house to see if you could find him there because we were afraid he was going to be like passed out in a bush. And I went home. And I walk in the front door and Eli turns around to me. He's like sitting in the living room. He's just like, dude, what happened? <laughs> I was like, did Charlie come through? He's like, yeah, he ran in, sprinted upstairs. And then I heard a thud from upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did discover that this was not the same weekend that he fell asleep in my closet and threw up all of my clothes. Yes, um, he fell asleep in This was the weekend closet. after, but it was like subsequent weekend. They were like, <laughs> Weekends that were either one weekend apart or two weekends apart. Yes. That he was just having a bad stretch of just being a tornado of chaotic energy in that shared bedroom of ours. And falling asleep in closets. And it, it turned out that night hitting his head on the floor when he fell asleep in the closet. I mean, he deserved it. He did. He absolutely did. That's a great one. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, like, Charlie's mom doesn't listen to this pod or something. I'm going to tell... I'm going to send this link directly to her. To the warden. Yeah. All right, He'll Brian. never be allowed to leave home. <laughs> You're not allowed to go down to Athens. All right, Brian. Uh, third round pick. All right. Oh, man. I keep hitting Alt-Tab, but it's not on a different tab. The pain of that. God. Um, so there's a couple classics. Like all the Kelly things. Um, <laughs> I stayed away from those because I can't say most of them. I just, I don't feel good about it. The Quincy story. <laughs> yes. Um, I think I'm going to go with that time. And this is just an all time asshole move out of Charlie. It's not like him being an idiot. That time that he thought it'd be funny to put laxatives in brownies and then fed them to us in the monastery like he brought them to a party. Yes. I thought they were just Charlie did the shittiest job ever making brownies because they were really like really hard. But like I was drunk, so I ate like two or three of them. And I actually didn't have issues with it. Other people did, but like who does that to their friends? <laughs> like who the fuck does that? That's a very classic, like it's like one of those pranks where like you you hear about it on the news and it's like yeah, like a kid did this to his teachers and he got like expelled and arrested. Like that's that's generally how the, it's the same thing as like when uh, people like do like the thing where they take an Oreo and they fill it with like uh, toothpaste instead of the icing. And it's just like, all right, fuck you. <laughs> like most of the evil things that Paul or, or sorry, Charlie does are driven by Paul, like Paul, like <laughs> sitting next to him, like do this, Charlie, it'll be funny. <laughs> The Emperor um, to Charlie's Darth Vader, essentially. Yes. So I think that Paul is definitely in on it. Um, but uh yeah, that was like just that's one of those things that like you always kind of joke about, like, it'd be funny if we did that. But Charlie actually did it. Yeah. And it's it's not good. It's not a good look. I'd never not, call it that. <laughs> not a good look at all. That's a good pick. I, I honestly, I've like that one. I completely forgot it happened. So this is good. We're rehashing some fun stuff. Just a real dick move on Charlie's <laughs> part. 
Okay. That'll be where I cut it. That's where I'm going to cut it in after the technical difficulties. You're going to say laxative brownies and then just a real dick move on Charlie's part. And that'll be it. Um, okay. So my third round pick is as prescribed by Brian and it's the correct pick. I shouldn't have let it fall this far, but I forgot about it. Honestly, um, was Charlie, uh, pooping on a golf course. And I think that everyone has heard this story. So I want to really just, uh, encompass, the whole thing. So first of all, uh, th- we are just after the halfway house. On every golf course, there is an area to like get like food and drinks and use the bathroom about halfway through. We have hit this point. We all get in. We get like beers and everything, and then we're coming back out. And Chuck says to all of us, strangely, "It's like, oh, it's uh, it's it's really hot out. It's uh, it's it's a, it's it's kind of hot." He's just sweating profusely. It's it was warm out that day, but it was it was still weird. Uh, we then get about I forget what hole exactly it was, but it's like three or four holes later, and Charlie. We get up to this tee box, and Charlie just says like, "All right, we got an emergency. I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm going to take a shit in the woods." And he walks into the most narrow strip of woods you could possibly. There are fairways on either side of this strip of woods, and it's about like twenty feet wide at its widest and it's it like there's enough cover <laughs> but not that much <laughs> and and i think the best part about it is that so now we have to wait for chuck to take a shit in the woods <laughs> so we're just sitting at this tea box and these guys pull up behind us and garrison colin and i just go like you guys can just keep playing like we'll wait and the guys kind of looked at us like why like what's going on and we were like and colin says and i quote Oh, it's fine. We got a man down in the woods, so we're going to be a second. And they thought that that meant that Chuck was injured and had fallen into the woods and was lost and got really fucking worried. And we were like, oh, no, 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 no. He 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 had to shit really bad and is now in the woods wiping with a leaf. And we're we're dealing with that. And they were like, oh, OK, cool. And then just like kept playing. Wait, so you told the guys what was happening? Oh, yeah. And I could not. I. Brian, it was the hardest thing that I think I've ever had to do was to not cackle laughing as these guys were like teeing off. Like I was, I was, I was dying. And, and also the best part is that like when Chuck is like standing up and like putting his pants back on, we can see him. We can make eye contact. That's how little cover there was. (laughs) I cannot believe this happened. It, it was honestly one of my favorite things that we've ever done. And, and I, I, I'm really excited because it's a course we play relatively often. So I'm so excited to go back there like once or twice a year for the rest of my life and just absolutely lose my mind laughing on the 13th tee box every single time. What course was it? It was Foxfire. Oh, I've Players been there. Club. Yes. It was not the course that you played. They got rid of that course. It's houses now. It's the other one. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. That's well, the, there's your update on Foxfire too. Well, RAP to that course. Yes. Um. So it's yeah. This is just the other one that's in that club. Ah, uh, that one was incredible. Yeah, that's a good call, Brian. That's that's the absolute correct pick. Um. All right. John, real quick, when I move my laptop around, is it loud? No. Okay, we're good. As you guys can tell, we've been having a lot of technical issues in terms of trying to get Brian on the uh, on the up and up audio wise. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. So my fourth round pick, uh, Brian, I think I'm going to go with uh, the night that Chuck was attempting to quote unquote, expand his stomach by drinking two uh, liters of, I think it was Sprite or it was some sort of soda. Uh, and oh, he, what, good, he, continue. Uh, so then, then he, Brian then splashes water on Charlie during a game of like beer pong or something. Charlie gets really mad at Brian and like storms off off of our porch and he's just gone for like 20 minutes and we think that he's just weirdly mad that he got some water spilled on him. And then he comes back like 20 minutes later and he's like, oh no, yeah, I just puked up all that soda. But it, it, it did not work. He just drank like a gallon or like two liters of soda and just vomited it all back up. I calculated how much sugar he consumed because it was two two liters of Sprite or something like that. Yes. It was literally like 0.6 pounds of sugar. <laughs> like of just sugar. What was he even trying to expand it for? Was it like, I think it was like 40 hands too. Like it was something kind of dumb. He probably read something that Joey Chestnut does. <laughs> it was for the Beer Olympics. Oh, that's what it was. You're absolutely right. It was for the Beer Olympics um yeah it was he apparently uh, yeah he just went on a walk around the block and when he got a suitable distance away that he probably figured we couldn't hear him he just absolutely unloaded two liters of sprite onto the sidewalk (laughs) and he just kept saying he was like i'm expanding my stomach i'm i'm getting ready for tomorrow i'm expanding my stomach um future healer of men right here uh and women and those in between wizards and witches is uh were the terms you were looking for brian uh all right uh brian take us home what's your last pick there's a lot of things on my list that i have not um that well just it's hard to pick well we're gonna do honorable mentions don't worry the most ridiculous one and this is much talked about so we don't have to spend much time on it is the fact that he destroyed our neighbor's table when he lived on in Norwich, like we lived in that 170 Norwich apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, he destroyed our neighbor's like table that they were like growing plants on. He then proceeded to spread the pieces of the table <laughs> across the property, um, part in the backyard, part in the uh, um, the parking lot behind, some in the side of the building. So just so it doesn't look like it was a, you know, accident or like it just fell apart on its own. No, there's malicious intent here. Um, so this is what Charlie decided to do. He, he, in his mind, thought was the, you know, just right move at that time. <laughs> we are confronted the next day by the, because, uh, I mean, we were all sitting out in the front porch. So they knew we were there. We were confronted um, by the neighbors asking what happened to that table charlie goes to say no it wasn't us it was those guys downstairs um which triggered the uh the much talked about we don't really have to go into um battle with most fit drunk guys that was the inciting incident uh incredibly (laughs) that charlie uh and yeah it was entirely charlie's fault it was as much as those guys were dicks it was Charlie's fault. 
Uh, okay, yeah, we don't need to get into that. All right, Brian, do you have any honorable mentions? I'm sure, I, I know you do, so what are your honorable mentions? Um, all the times that we've had to carry him inside because he decided <laughs> to fall asleep outside from drinking, notably in front of his own mother yep. um, at his brother's graduation party. Shout out um, Mary Kesa. He also almost cracked his skull that night. Mm. Um, Happens. Yeah, as one does. Um, he fell into the ravine on the Beer Olympics <laughs> um, and allegedly take, took like three hours to get to the top. I think it was actually like 45 minutes, but still a ridiculous amount of time. It's, it's too long. <laughs> um, the freshman year Quincy event, we don't need to go into, but those who know, know all the Kelly know. events, um, particularly um, deciding to sleep in a recliner in Kelly's room. Um, he still lives with his parents. Um, let's not forget. Um, he branded himself and I know that alone, that sounds a little bit more crazy than it was. There was a hype train. There's, uh, several branded listeners also listening, but like, just take, like, just Charlie has been branded. Um, so let's just lay out the facts. Um, when he tells us that he like likes to target new drivers by laying on the horn <laughs> as they are learning to drive. <laughs> like, <what the> <laughs> um. Okay, that's actually pretty funny. I have to. It is that. funny, but <laughs> just why? <laughs> why do you do that? Um. He pays for gas inside the station, does not trust freestanding ATMs or mailboxes. He does not use either. Um, They have to be attached to a building. Why, you might ask? Who knows? Um, That time that he convinced me that you and Matt and Charlie now are no longer friends just because he couldn't come down one weekend. To be fair, Matt and I were very much in on it. It wasn't just him. But still, like, it was his idea. It's true, and it was fun. It was admittedly very fun. There are several <laughs> accusations of racism against him, accusations of sexism, accusations of homophobia, Nazi sympathies, and worst of all, sleep apnea. All right, those last <laughs> part, a little bit of a exaggeration, but uh, I got carried away when I was making my list. That's, that's fair. I can tell you put a lot of love into it. Um, right. By the way, while we're doing this, Charlie really taking it on the chin this week. <laughs> Between just getting absolutely dressed down about using cash and this now is is just. No, Garrison and I were talking about it in the summer. Charlie gives out way like like literally so much like shit to the rest of us, and he never catches any. And like. We're starting to we're starting to throw some his way. There's a lot to make fun of there. I don't think his shit to talking shit ratio is quite as. I think Colin has the highest shit talk to being shit on ratio. Why does no one shit on Colin? I don't know. That's I think that's why I jumped on the diabetes thing so immediately. I t- <laughs> I saw a weakness and I just I pounced. <laughs> but Charlie's number two. I agree. Garrison with Garrison doesn't get any shit either. And there's all there's there's stuff to work with there. <laughs> and we all get shit. We all do get shit. It's just the amount of which it, it is doled out is uh, disproportionate, but it happens. Um, 
Okay, so wait, I have a couple honorable mentions. Uh, Brian, you already covered using cash, period. That's a stupid fucking thing to do. Um, the intentionally sleeping in ridiculous positions just because it's his thing. Like, like just for the attention. It's, it's, it's weird. It was a weird thing. Um, uh, letting Zach take his hat. Uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> and then immediately getting into a fight with Zach. Uh, and then the last thing, uh, naming me commissioner. i was was a mistake and here's the thing going back to our discussion before the one reason why i didn't put this in my top four was because it eventually worked out for him because while i was a complete failure as a commissioner uh charlie did manage to offload this podcast onto me as a result so in the end he did win out there uh so it's tough to say it was a complete loss from him you you get a lot of uh shit and rightfully so for your Mm. tenure as commissioner um but let's not forget charlie is the one that put you into that position then absolutely left you out to dry like it it was not great that charlie put me in the position and then was also uh very willingly stoking the flames of my impeachment as as that began happening (laughs) there was there was no vetting process you were going through a difficult time in your life yeah Um, it was um uh yeah somehow somehow the power vacuum resulted in alex being the commissioner for two weeks and the almost folding of the league and it's all it all as usual it all boils down to the actions of charlie i do think that it is incredible that i was so bad that people i mean i think at least a little sarcastically but also i mean seriously thought all right, Alex is our guy. We're turning to Alex for leadership in this hour. There was no seriousness about it. It was just the the hype train had left the station. And you can say there was, was no seriousness about it, but it happened. Things happen when there's a mob mentality, John. Yes, and I got so much shit for like the hype train is not a good thing. The hype train is is an uncontrollable force. All right, shut up, John. Be... Before you make me mad again, I'm gonna. I'm just another saying. Riot. It's wrong. It that take was wrong from all of you. That it, it the hype train can be controlled. All right. To go back through uh, our top fours. So Brian had the the homeless man lie, the Olympic opening ceremonies puke, the laxatives and the brownies, and the uh, table destruction slash most fit drunk guys antagonism. Antag. There's a there's a noun there. Antagonizing is what I'll go with. Um. And then I went with the uh, getting hit by a car, trying to run through a door, the golf course poop, and uh, attempting to expand his stomach. Do you think that he will be mad that we are putting all of these events out into the public space? There's a chance that he requests that I uh, eventually delete this audio (laughs) because he is in med school. (laughs) We should probably, like, we put it out for the people for about... um a week two weeks maybe then delete it i will offer to to take it down or i guess what i'll actually do is i'll probably just edit it and just get rid of this segment of it and then it'll just be in an episode without this like there'll just be i'll probably you know what i'll edit elevator music over top of it (laughs) it'll be like 20 minutes of elevator music uh okay so moving on to our our second and last segment Eh, not really even a segment i just wanted to address it because it is rivalry week 
I done sold purple, purple. I done sold white, white. Running out of work, that's that shit I don't like. She never let me hit, she gave me dome twice. She blowing up my phone, that's that bitch I don't like. Nah, jean jacket with the sleeves cut. Um, and uh, so what I wanted to do here, Brian, is I wanted to go through the names of the bowls because if I'm being completely honest with you, I don't remember them at all. I know yours is the long distance bowl. So it's not anymore. That's the thing. It's changed because the long distance bowl for two very different reasons did not apply to Colin or I last year. It could be, um, it could still be the long distance bowl. Um, it was presented by Kleenex at the time. Well, let me think of a way to make it work for Colin. But for you, you're just like, you know, a long distance from where you want to be in life, you know? <laughs> long distance from happiness. Yeah. Um, mental well-being. Yeah. Uh, romantic success. Yeah, no, a lot of things. That's true. Um, okay, but me. no, so... I did want to go through Brian and I want to go through matchup by matchup. And I think that we should attempt to guess or attempt to remember what the actual like titles of these matchups are and see if we can't uh, get them. I have them pulled up. I haven't looked at it. A couple of them are, are good. Hopefully, you know, yours at least, uh, but let's try to guess what they are or try to remember and let's see how well we do. So let's start with, uh, as you brought up mine, I know mine. I, I actually did have to look it up because I remember the ex- I forgot the exact wording. But what do you think mine is? And it is not it is no longer the long distance bowl. Do you remember what we changed it to? Does it relate to you and Colin and is it guessable if you gave me a hint? Yes, it relates to me and Colin and the hint would be it centers on Meg. great radio what no this is. i don't know what it is all right it is the fear of meg face-off was what we changed it to last year and also i think that we can also uh, tack on to this if we have better ideas um i think that that's on the table to suggest uh for example uh i was th- like the bridal brawl i think could work as colin's wedding is soon uh you're the best man and you make it your whole identity john I, I, this wedding is about me, Brian. I, I want that noted now. I think you should all set your expectations as such. Um, okay. So let's move on. Brian, do you remember yours? Cause I think, so I think that yours was named the battle of the bedroom because you and Charlie shared a bedroom. Yes, that is correct. That's what it is. Okay. So let's look through what it is. Okay. Yes. So it was the either the bedroom. the bedroom brawl or the battle of the bedroom or something. It is like the that. battle of the bedroom, so we are correct. Um, so that's that's. Uh, I'm one and oh, you are oh and one. We'll call it that. All right. So now let's go with Brian. Do you remember? And this one came up recently. What Mike and Ben's is called? Actually, uh, you know, let's. I think battle of the bedroom is a good one, but it's not as applicable anymore. You two no longer share a bedroom. <laughs> but we did. And we were forever changed because of that. <laughs> okay, fair. I don't have any. I don't have any better ideas. I don't know if you had any, but I think that that's uh... okay. Battle of the bedroom stands then. Uh 
do you remember what Mike's and Ben's is? Toilet bowl preview. No, but I think that that was one that we suggested. <laughs> this um, one came up recently because Ben actually brought it up. Do you remember? The Heartbreak Boys. <laughs> no, no, but that's, I mean, now. Uh, no, the title of theirs is The Malice at the Palace. Spelled Mao as in Zaydan. <laughs> And you know what? No notes. I have no notes for this one. I love that this is the name of theirs. I, I think we should change it to the Toilet Bowl Preview. So Toilet Bowl Preview is, I think, always the suggestion. They have never met the Toilet Bowl, though. And I think notably, I just love the fact that it has really nothing to do with either of them. They've never been in the... No, Ben's lost the league before. Ben's lost the league, but they have never met in the Toilet Bowl. Oh, I believe. Well, I mean, but they've both been there. They have both. I think they've both been there. I think Mike's been down there. Um, no, I like this. I, I like the fact that it has nothing to do with anything. It's just the malice of the palace, but it involves Mao Zedong for some reason. <laughs> for not I mean, for some reason, it's because Mike is Asian and therefore it's just a little racist on top of everything else. <laughs> it's an okay name. I think there's something better there. But, you know, I like the toilet bowl preview. Okay, well, you, you you're making your pitch now. This yeah. is the, they have to listen, and this is the power you have as a guest host. Yeah, um, maybe we can discuss it in the uh, in the group me when we're all bored at work tomorrow. I think that that's well. It's this won't be out tomorrow, also, because I don't have Chuck's picks yet. This is not going to be out until Thursday, because Chuck asked for a reprieve until he could get me his picks. What is he so busy? Just make the fucking picks, Charlie. It's uh, he's also not doing well, so I feel like maybe just make him quick and see if that changes anything. But we'll get to that in a moment. All right, Brian. Wait, do we just call him in right now? Just have him make his kick picks. Like, no, just be, I'll. Does I'll he have ten spare minutes? I'll add it in anyway. All right. So now, do you remember what the name of Alex and Gary's is? This one should be easy. Um, it's the one that's presented by JD Power or something like that. It is. That's it. It's the JD Power Bowl. Yes. <laughs> um, because Alex works for a car company and Garrison well, drives a car. Specifically, because Alex works for Ford and Garrison drives a Chevy. So obviously, because uh of Chevy and its fucking intolerable JD Power and Associates, uh commercials uh the jd power bowl was christened and i think this one i don't really have any comments to this one unless they want to change it to like the ford bronco bowl or something along those lines or we can maybe make it the mode motor trend bowl you know the motor, motor trend. trend a little bit of a bit of love the motor trend bowl of the year i think that 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 has some staying power potentially if i paid motor trend enough money do you think i could become the motor trend truck of the year <laughs> i you know what brian you will not know until you find out um, I, I kind of like that. I kind of like Motor Trend Bowl of the Year. <laughs> this is a formal pitch. Uh, all right, last one. And I, I don't remember this one at all, if I'm being honest. Zach and Paul. Um, I have no idea what the name of this one is. Considering there's no common link between Zach and Paul, like they, um, they both have they both dark have hair. Dark hair. <laughs> I was going to say that um oh gosh 
I, I want to say that they just named this one something dumb like The Game or something like that. What is it called? Do you have the name up? I have the name of it pulled up, but I didn't want to look. It is called The Mixing Bowl. It's dumb as shit. That's I don't understand what that's a reference to. All right. Um, so there's... my pitch is going to be the Civil War now that Paul's a Confederate. Or um, we could call it the. How do I work Gaba Ghoul into this? <laughs> the well, the Gaba Ghoul game, I guess, works. The Gridiron Gaba Ghoul. <laughs> The, shark, um, the charcuterie bowl the because charcu- Paul's Italian so we can gobble he is Italian and then Zach cheese wheel obviously <laughs> or the charcuterie bowl I kind of like the charcuterie bowl because it also just puts this image in my head of someone instead of like the nice charcuterie board someone just like filling a bowl of all of the ingredients and just fucking stirring it up with a gigantic wooden spoon and just stirring so it to people. A salad. I yeah, a salad but like worse. A, it's like a salad but it would be like difficult to eat. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, the mixing bowl is dumb. We need to do some work on the mixing bowl. I th- I I like any of the ideas that we just pitched. The uh uh what else what else begins with the letter G that we can line up with Cabagool? The, the Gabba game. The Gabba 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 Bowl. It has to be that. It has to be three words. It's Gabagool, Gabba Bool, Gabba Bowl, and then there's a question mark. That's the title of it. <laughs> you have to sound it out. Okay, that was honestly instructive because I forgot all of those. And it also took me... Brian had like 15 minutes of a trying to get his like fucking headphones set up and it took me 15 full minutes to find somewhere that I had this written down. It existed nowhere as far as I was aware. I'm surprised you had it written down. It was in one of the gazettes. That's the only reason why I could find it. Mm. Um, okay, so now let's move on um, to the predictions. Let's let's polish this bad boy off now that we're... I have to do math now because the fucking thing stops eating. Okay, we're under an hour. All right, so to recap last week, uh, Chuck and I both went two and three. Pretty underwhelming. Um, on the season, though, that leaves me at 11 and nine, Chuck at a really just pedestrian eight and 12. Um, the the hole steadily getting deeper for Chuck. Um, I am running out of real estate in terms of being over 500, but still got a couple more games to play with, so we'll see. Um, and so obviously as Brian is not here. And as I just said, I don't have Chuck's picks right now. So Brian and I are going to pick these games and in the end, I'm just going to edit in something of Charlie's picks so that we all know, I guess. Uh, and we'll just, we'll go from there. Okay. So to pick the order, uh, I don't have this pulled up. This is, this was a, this was a, a lack of preparation on, on you boys part. Uh, okay. The order of the picks, or yeah, the order of the picks. So just to what what goes first? What's the uh the marquee matchup? Yada yada yada. Uh, okay. So let's start off with um probably the least important one, which would be me versus Colin. Actually, in the um 
For now, it's called the Fear of Meg Faceoff. I think that that can be workshopped, but we'll call it that for now. Um, I... <laughs> it is really difficult to look at my lineup and see three Las Vegas Raiders in it and feel good about absolutely anything. Um, though Colin does have Zach Moss starting. Ah, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. This is going to be such a shit show. Um, luckily, I mean, the, the Cardinals are playing the 49ers, which is going to help me because the 49ers, while they've looked very solid, have not been truly dominant on either side of the ball. Uh, but they're good enough that I think that the Cardinals are going to have to throw the entire time. I think that's going to help me. Kenyon Drake's not going to do a whole heck of a lot. Uh, though I will say, I'm not really that worried about the DeAndre Swift dip that we saw last week because he was going up against the Bears, who they have one good thing about them, and it's their defense. And really just like their front seven. Uh, for Colin, I mean, I, I don't like Zach Moss. Uh, Diggs is going up against Kansas City, so if there was going to be a week for him to really explode, this would, this would be it. Um, Pitts against the Jets, you got to like that. Pittman, I don't think he's going to do a whole hell of a lot. Herbert is going up against a very good Browns defense that seems to have bounced back. So I think this is going to be close. I think this is going to be like a 110 to like 105 situation, uh, and I think I take it. All right. Um, yeah, you're being very kind to yourself. I think Colin takes this. Um, you have Kyler Her- Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Um and that's about it. Colin, as it stands, is only f- is your it's you have a projection of one twenty two. Colin has a one fifteen. But if you scroll down, you notice that Colin doesn't have a kicker in. Um, yes. So it's exactly even. However, you are starting Allen Robinson, who is projected for thirteen points. We know that's going to be four. Um, <laughs> hey, so it's going to be like seven. Um, so that takes a couple points off your score. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are just two guys. They're not going to carry you to a victory. Um, I have Darren Waller now. Put some respect on the man's name. Um, yeah, and if there is a week to start Zach Moss, it's this week. Well, in addition to the last week, because he had a pretty good week. But, um, yeah, uh, Deontay Johnson, Colin's probably not going to start him if A.J. Brown's healthy. Um, or Antonio Brown might even start him. But I think that Herbert versus Cleveland actually isn't the best matchup. But Zeke versus the Giants, um, Diggs versus the Chiefs, um, Pitts versus the Jets. Like I like Collins' matchups better, so I'm taking Colin. All right. Uh, Okay, moving on to another 2-2 versus 1-3 matchup. Uh, you versus Charlie. So let's take a look here. I, Brian starting Cordero Patterson. And if we know one thing from the Mike Williams experiment, it's that Cordero Patterson is going to score approximately five points this week. Yeah. It's still up in the air on who I start. It'll probably be a game time decision. Well, those always end well. Um, luckily for you, Brian, uh, I think that there's really, no mix of guys that makes you much worse than Charlie is right now. Uh, Charlie was struggling. What? 
Oh, said, any worse. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, Charlie has just been absolutely slogging through this early part of the season. Managed to get a, uh, a win, but I mean, it, it looked bleak last week. Um, Logan Thomas is just terrible. Is Logan Thomas injured? Oh, he is injured. Okay, that makes way more sense. Like, he was projected he... for zero points. Yes, I was like, I, well, I thought that that was the score from last week because he did score zero points last week, but it was because he's injured. Um, he's not going to get many more than zero points off the waiver wire, to be completely honest. Like, it's it's not pretty for tight ends in the waiver wire. Um, Nick Chubb's going up against the the Chargers, who have a pretty solid run defense. Uh, Edmonds against San Francisco. That's fine. I just, I, I don't think that there's any way. I, I think that you're not going to put up 170 again this week, but I don't think you're going to put up uh, 95, which I think is what would be required to lose to Charlie. So I'm taking you. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to take myself as well. Obvious reasons. Um, on account of having better quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends than Charlie. Yeah. Um, if you look through the um, ESPN projections, I'm favored in every single category except for RB2. Um, and uh, that makes you feel good. It, whoever Charlie puts in at tight end is not going to be favored over Gusecki because I looked at the tight end waiver wire earlier and no one has double digit projections no. and Gusecki does. Um, and take, I don't like, it seems like every time I get confident in fantasy, the things get corrected, but, um, <laughs> I think that I have a much better team than Charlie's and, um, we'll see that on the field this week. I, I think so too. All right. Moving on to the JD power bowl. Um, we're going to look at Alex versus Gary. Um, so the Seahawks are playing the Rams, which doesn't help Alex in this case. And for Karis inside, uh, his namesake, Derek Henry, nothing runs like a Derek, nothing runs like a Derek. Sorry. Still not gotten an explanation as to why that says nothing instead of nothing. But here we are. Uh, Derek Henry, uh, going up against Jacksonville. Um, yeah. Okay. Garrison has some very soft, uh, projections here or some very soft defenses. You got Jacksonville, Cincinnati, the giants, Jacksonville, (laughs) and Alex is looking at the Rams Cincinnati and Detroit, which is bad. Terry McLaurin's going up against new Orleans, which is bad. Yeah, I'm taking uh, Gary here. I think Gary's got some mojo to him. I think that he's going to have an easy week. So, so give me Gary. Um, I'm going to take Alex. Okay. The Seahawks, for some reason, always play well against the Rams. Um, Aaron Jones is always... This could be an Aaron Jones 40-point week. You never know. I, I've certainly experienced the the other end of that. Oh, yeah. Um, Garrison has Rob Gronkowski in. Last I heard, that I'm surprised that Gronk is slated to play this week. Um, yeah, he's got multiple broken ribs <laughs> and a punctured lung. Yeah. So, um, 
last time I checked, lungs were important for uh, athletic be. feats and, you know, because of that whole oxygen thing. Um, yeah, and Alex is just the luckiest person in our league anyway, and Garrison's had a good season, but he he's going up against Alex, so, you know. So that's that. Um, okay. Well, there you have, there you have it. Great insight, Brian. Um, okay. Now let's move to our penultimate matchup. Uh, as you put it, a potential toilet bowl preview of, uh, Ben and Mike. That, that. What? For Mike, for sure. But Ben actually, I think has a playoff team. Uh, Well, we'll see. We've thought that Ben had a playoff team before and he didn't wind up in the playoffs. So, well, I'm going to, I'm going to reserve judgment there. Uh, okay, so we have Juju's going up against Denver. Not Josh Jacobs is injured and going up against Chicago. Jeez, oh, DK Metcalf will. Actually, I don't know who who gets shadowed on the Seahawks these days. Is it DK Metcalf? Does he get the um? He'll get Jalen Ramsey. He gets the Jalen Ramsey treatment. Kamara is going up against the football team whose defense hasn't looked amazing, but like, you know, they still got a decent front. Ah, Jesus. I, I think I like Mike here. I do. I don't feel good about saying it out loud, but I think that Mike's got some soft matchups. It really just comes down to if his players are good or not. (laughs) Like, yeah, like Dalvin Cook should have like 30 points against Detroit, but will he? Is he healthy enough to do that? I don't know. Um, but in terms of just the matchups and looking at it, Mike Mike has a bounce back week. I'm taking Mike. Um, so I'm going to take Ben. Okay. Um, Mike showed us his floor last week. It is low. It's um, very low. He's currently starting Juju. He probably won't, but um, Juju versus the D- Denver secondary Bad is news, not, yeah. not good news. Um, but I don't think I'll start him. Um, Kittle's been disappointing. Mike does have good running backs in Henderson, Cook, and Jacobs. Actually, probably the three. If you stack them up running back for running back, he probably has the best running backs out of all of us. Like if I don't know. Um I don't know. I don't think that the Cowboys versus Giants is exactly going to be a shootout. Uh, Daniel Jones is going to be picked off by that Diggs guy about 18 times. Yes. Trayvon Diggs, Stephon Diggs, his younger brother. (laughs) Um, And then I just like, I I like Ben's players. Um, Robinson Kamara is a solid, solid duo at running back. And then um keenan allen and dk metcalf are two solid wide receivers i like noah font or noah fant however you say it aaron Rodgers obviously can you're the denver guy himself. um yeah I'm, I'm taking ben okay okay well then for those of you keeping track at home that puts our uh the marquee matchup this week as like we said before the top two teams in terms of points for so far Zach versus Paul in the mixing bowl. Still don't gotta really. work on that name. Absolutely. 
All right, looking at it, uh, Joe Mixon is injured. So immediately, tough stuff for Zach. Um, probably going to have to start Melvin Gordon, unless he wants to really take a Hail Mary and see if Jamal Williams gets him some points. Well, I mean, Jamal Williams has played well, I guess. I'm not saying that he hasn't, but, I mean, it's still... He had six points last week, John. Let's I know. I'm saying before that. Jamal Williams, I mean, no no one on Detroit played well last week. Eh, he's had six points twice this year, so that's a risk. Uh, you got Jonathan Taylor against Baltimore. Not great. Jalen Hurts against Carolina. Not great. Calvin Ridley against Jets. Hawkinson against, yeah, okay. I mean, there's there's some stuff here. Uh, and then you get the other side. Ooh, Mahomes against Buffalo. That could be there. There, I think there could be some points scored in that game. I think that uh, I think it's it's very possible that a couple points are scored there. Eckler is obviously not going to uh, feast on Cleveland like he did against Vegas. Uh, Dallas's defense is playing all right. I I don't really like picking Zach though. I don't know who his running back is going to be. So. Yeah, I'm not going. This is a, this is a tough one. I'm picking Paul. I'm I'm not going to take the the risk on Zach. You managed to say a lot of things, but nothing to support your decision. Yeah, no, um, I, I, I've never once supported my decision. Charlie and I'm, I talk for five minutes and then just say a name. That's all that happens. I'm taking Paul Mahomes. Um, and Kelsey are going to basically carry Paul to victory here, even if the Bills end up beating the Chiefs, which I think is very possible. Um. From a fantasy perspective, that's a that's a points factory. Um, Eckler versus Cleveland. I would hope that we shut down Eckler, but um, I mean, you never know. Uh, I don't like the rest of Paul's matchups, but I I think that Zach um, losing Mixon is just too big of a deal to overcome, and um, I think that his luck runs out this week. I mean, yep. we, we weren't thrilled about his team in preseason. He um, definitely feels vindicated, even though he was also shitting on his team in preseason. He like, was. And, and now pretends that he wasn't. Um, he he does have Cooper Cup, who can allegedly score 80 points on just a weekly basis. but um, He really no. can't be stopped. I, uh, I, I, I'm taking Paul. Okay. So that puts, uh, so I have myself, Brian Garrison, Mike and Paul, Brian, you took Colin, yourself, Alex, Ben and Paul. Um, hmm. Okay. So moving on. Oh, right. And then Chuck had insert Chuck picks here. Okay. So Chuck picked himself, Colin, Paul, Ben and Gary. Uh, thanks for turning those in, Chuck. Uh, better late than never. Totally, totally cool uh, to just leave us waiting. Great stuff. All right. Well, uh, Brian, that's uh, that's about going to do it for everything that we were supposed to cover here. Uh, do you have any any final thoughts? Um, you know, just stay in school. I'm a teacher now, so I can say that. Um, I like wear that. your seatbelt. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't like saying stay in school, but uh, you know, it, it's what it's what pays my bills. So please stay in school. Um, 
I mean, people are kind of legally required to stay in school for a certain amount of time. Um, I think you really need but to. yeah, John, you, you can just cut me off because I'm going to keep rambling. That's fair. Okay. Well, uh, Brian, thank you for being on. Um, it's it's definitely appreciated to have uh, a, a co-host during these weeks. Um, so glad that you came on. And I'm uh, looking forward to some of our other uh, guest hosts. I think this is a fun little experiment that we got here. Yeah, and when are you posting this uh, pod so I can lower expectations for people? Just, you know, it should, as you know, I have to. It should be tomorrow night. Um, that is that is my plan. Uh, so Wednesday night, for those of you listening at home, because you don't know when we're recording this. Uh, okay, well, uh, yeah, thanks again, Brian. Um, so keep an eye out next week for... Uh, we'll be back to a normal pod with Chuck... Uh, But until then, peace. Thousand men and women have